0: You're listening to Penguin Tracks on 89.5. KOP in Columbia on the phone with me is the author of the book, Battle of Winter's Edge. Would you mind going ahead and pronouncing your name again for the listeners? Darian Rellier. Okay. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: I am a physical therapist by day. That's what pays the bills. Mm -hmm. Um, And I am a passionate writer. excuse me, of the uh, Dark Legends adult fantasy series. I really enjoy that very much. I guess that's
0: a little, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Tell us about your new book, Battle of Winter's Edge.
1: It is the fourth book in the Dark Legends series, uh, which is an adult fantasy series. And this book deals with um, a prophecy and the second command, Storm, who is the sister to the battle commander of the dragon clan. She finds herself and her dragon partner, in the Green, within the void, which is the, the space separating one side of the veil from the other. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't know how they got there. She suspects Mistin of having blocked her memories of the past winter, and she refuses to budge, demanding to you know what happened, or to return to the fight where they were obviously killed to try to survive using the magical healing that they share. But Mistin made a promise... And though traveling through the void takes place in the blink of an eye for those left behind, time has no meaning within the void. So he is duty-bound to take the time to prove to her that they cannot return before he can get her to move on past the veil. So this this story is actually written as a a flashback through most of it. And it tells the story of Storm, the prophecy that she heard, and if she doesn't interpret it correctly— a lot more people will die. She has to make some very difficult decisions, um, and she has to she has to fulfill this prophecy. So that, that's basically what it's about.
0: Okay. How did you come <laughs> up with the idea for your series?
1: Oh, um, my father was a mental level genius, as was the rest of my family. I didn't make that cut, mm-hmm. but. um diagnosed with Alzheimer's in his late 70s and I was visiting him one day, um, we were watching TV, but Dad became real restless and I asked him what was wrong and he said he was bored. Well, at that point that was such a logical statement it threw me and I asked him what he wanted to do I was willing to do anything at that point to help him enjoy his life so mm-hmm. read a book he told me I I knew he couldn't read anymore but he'd been a voracious reader all his life so I jumped up and went to the bookshelf and I was looking for something to read to him what kind of a book I asked an adventure so I grabbed one I don't remember what it was and I sat down I opened it up somewhere in the middle and I began to read but Dad was still restless. No, no, he says, that's not right. And I asked him what he wanted. I want to have an adventure one more time. So he had always been up for action. He was not one to sit around the house. He was always out there doing something. And this had been the most engaged he'd been with anyone in ages. And I didn't want to lose this moment with my dad because this could very well be his last adventure. So I put the book down, and I reached into my childhood, and I began to weave a tale with him as the knight in shining armor. With his sword, he killed the dragon, and he saved the damsel in distress. It was a tale I made up as I went along. It was not a story I'd ever heard of all, and it came from my heart but it was as if someone was telling me the words to say. And those words flowed out of my mouth and into my dad's ears, and he smiled. The end, I said. But then he frowned. No, you have to say, and they lived happily ever after. So I laughed, and I said, okay, they lived happily ever <laughs> after. And he got this little serious look on his face, and he asked me, who taught you how to do that? What? I asked, and he responded with, teach you how to tell stories like that. Of course, at that point, I had to swallow pretty hard, and I said, my father... And he replied, he must have been a great man. And all I could say was, yes, sir, he was. So at that point, that's that's where the story came from. And it developed over a few years. And I began to write epic poetry from those characters I created at that point. And from the epic poetry, I, I had to write it down in more detail and longer. And it became novels. And... So this is—Battle of Winter's Edge is actually the fourth book in the in the series. Um, there are all three others published, and I'm working on four more. So it, it's kind of epic, it, it, just like my dad was. He was my hero.
0: Your main character is a strong female protagonist. What could women learn from her?
1: I would like people to understand that it doesn't matter who you are. You need to work hard. You need to lead by example that people will respect you if you respect yourself um, everyone doesn't have to like you for you to be able to lead and you need to believe in something bigger than yourself uh, you need to commit to doing what you you have to do uh, take responsibility for your own mistakes fix them if you can, learn from them, move on you keep trying, you never give up, uh, you can choose to make the best of what you get even though we can't always control what we get, that, that's that's, I think, the story of, uh, her basic character, yeah.
0: Are your characters based on real people, and how did you create them?
1: <clears throat> well, yes, in a way, they are, uh, inspired by real people, a lot of them, uh, Doc, her sister Storm, and their little sister Freya are fractures of myself, uh, in many ways, and, um, uh, Griffin, the battle commander of the Dragon Clan, was inspired by my father. Elana, his his mate, was inspired by my mother. I have multiple other characters. The warrior Regan in the series is actually uh, very much based on my brother Regan. And his his daughter, my niece Tirza, is uh, the inspiration for Master Educator Tirza in the story, many other examples. The uh, um, And Battle of Winter's Edge, uh, Tamara Rodale has been inspired by a very good friend of mine and, and past boss, my boss, Kenny. Uh, so I have many, many people in the stories who are, uh, were inspired by people I know, people I, I respect very much.
0: Growing up, <laughs> who, were your, who were some of your favorite authors? Oh, that's a very good question. I... Uh,
1: um, like I said, my father was a voracious reader, and I, I grew up with Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, Jules Verne, Edgar Rice Burroughs, J.R.R. Tolkien. Uh, but I also grew up with Anne McCaffrey, Mercedes Lackey, uh, Bob and J.C. Hendy, Fred Saberhagen, Roger Zelazny, Andre Norton. Um, and then I, I got into people like um, Christine Fian and uh, Brendan Novak, very very good uh, authors i I love reading all of their stories. They're very inspiring to me.
0: How did you incorporate mythology and legends into your stories, and which ones did you use um, i uh, I'm a
1: firm believer that legends and uh, mythology come from uh, are based in reality mm-hmm. um So, when I was writing the stories, I felt a strong sense that this world, our world, and my world of Karoo all one and the same but i attribute our lack of understanding or knowledge of these magic bearers and dragons and all these others in our lives to faulty memory of the reality for instance the fae in my stories are shifters and that's where our werewolf legends come from Mm -hmm. the elves and the sprites can touch anything organic including man and draw the energy they need to fuel their magics to the point of death, which is, of course, the vampire legend. Um, it goes on and on. I, have, um, I incorporate the legend of the 300 as an inspirational legend that came from Griffin's history, his, his past that he teaches to the warriors as an inspiration to never give up, never quit, and other references to our world within my world, as if it were...
0: Our future, which is a spoiler alert, actually. How did you come up with the idea for the cover of your book?
1: Oh, I have to give full credit. The cover art and the inside artwork is all done by my very good friend and excellent artist, Lisa Dixon, who has been with me from the beginning. And each of the covers actually depicts something from the story. They are random, random um Excellent artwork, uh, She, fantasy artwork. She is actually incorporating the story into the cover art, the owl on the Battle of Winter's Edge cover, the girl. That is Storm, uh, and the, the picture you see is Winter's Edge. Uh, it is a, a cavern system in a region known as Winter's Edge, uh, what the owl is carrying is a very m- big part of the story. So yes, that's that's where I I come up. She she actually comes up with parts of the story and incorporates them as her inspiration into the cover art.
0: Where can people get your books?
1: Um, at Amazon.com, uh, Goodreads, iTunes, uh, Barnes and Noble, um, BAM. You can get them through just about any. Any place uh, in both ebook version and paperback version. You can also go to my website, thedragonwarrior dot com, and, and contact me directly.
0: Are you on any social networking sites?
1: <laughs> I sure am. I have a Facebook page known as the Dragon Warrior. I also have a website, thedragonwarrior.com dot com. Um, I have an author's page on Amazon and, and one on Goodreads. Uh, I'm working on trying to keep up with everything because I do work another job besides mm-hmm. writing. So it, it can be a challenge, but yes, I am, I am out there. Yes.
0: Is there anything else you'd like to add or say to your readers?
1: Oh, I just appreciate everyone, and I'm so glad to be able to get out there and get the word out. I have a very small fan base at this point, uh, but I have a very loyal fan base. And if you look at the Amazon reviews for my books, um, I have a, <laughs> I have very good references, um, and people people are enjoying it, both men and women. Uh, everyone everyone is, are enjoying the books. It although it's very epic, uh, it's very complicated. Lots of characters, lots going on. I'm also being told it is easy to read. But it's, these are books that you can read over and over and over again and enjoy them every single time, which I love hearing.
0: Thank you so much for the interview. It was an honor, and you have a great day. Thank you so much, Joe. I appreciate it. You too. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye.